0: I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I am not Alyssa. This is Fifty Two Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. And Jenny for, Rose is back for the first Yay! time in weeks. We are in the same room,
1: in studio Yay! with Jenny Rose. <laughs>
0: um. So that's so. This is the good news we have this week. That's, that's what that's, this is called—a
1: studio, a,
2: <laughs> studio slash kitchen living room.
1: Um, With the cats instead of the dogs.
2: (laughs) Husband's locked in a bedroom. (laughs) He likes it. It's fine.
0: Um, So that's the good news. Um, The bad news is this week sucks um, a lot in, like, I don't know, every aspect. Uh, We can still have bank accounts, though, so we're good.
1: So far. Yeah, so far this
0: week, we can still have bank (laughs) accounts. So I'm going to cover a few different healthcare topics and um, I'm going to curse a little bit. So last week we talked about the, you know, the rumor, the report that Trump was going to roll back the Obamacare birth control mandate. And, you know, he did that. Um, so now your employer, based on their religious beliefs or just because they don't want to, can not pay for birth control. So that's fantastic and um, great The other thing that he did today, because today is Thursday, um, which is just an awful day, is he signed an executive order that basically allows insurance plans that weren't allowed under the Affordable Care Act. So there are these short-term plans. They don't have to abide by the law. I think they can be still sold across state lines. None of it's good. It's basically bringing back the shitty insurance plans from the 90s. If anyone's ever seen the Rainmaker, that's what these insurance plans are, where they don't actually cover anything. Uh, The idea would be to pull people out of the Affordable Care Act market, so the markets crash, and regardless of what happens, everyone's health insurance costs are going to go up. Um, They they don't have to follow those essential health benefits so they don't have to cover women's health or birth control or they don't have to cover pre-existing conditions it's it's fantastic so the other report that was released I saw it on Politico tonight is that he's going to cut off the cost sharing subsidies and those are the subsidies that were helping people pay for health insurance on the market so if you were under a certain income you got help from the government to pay for your insurance so Trump has decided he's just not going to pay those which he's been threatening for a while and because he couldn't get it done in Congress because clearly the the American people don't want it he's just decided to have an executive order and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of lawsuits so sorry um I don't I didn't get a chance to call anybody's office today um I don't know what we can do um the report I read said there's going to be lawsuits. People are going to contest the legality of this.
1: So we'll keep you posted. Um. I saw already that is it Kodak? Somebody already, I think it was Kodak said, that everybody who works for them should not feel worried. They will pay for birth control um, no matter what happens. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it really, when you think about it, I mean, maybe not for um, a mom and pop place in a certain like area where certain people have, where everyone has the same kind of religious beliefs, whatever. But like a big company it seems in in their own interest to have women be able to plan for a family or not to yeah. have a family at all or when to have it like it just seems like it's in their best interest right. strange
0: and i think the issue is not for people who work for like big companies or medium right. sized companies or niche one companies i think the issue is for lower income people lower income women yes. who who have part time jobs or who work retail or whatever like yeah i think that's where it comes in where yeah. this isn't realistically I don't know if this is going to affect me all that much because my company is super committed to providing everyone affordable health care. Yeah. That covers all of these things. Yeah. Um, But I don't know what's going to happen to other people who aren't in that position. Right.
1: You know, like it... Right. Well, it's the same thing when they make abortion illegal. It's the same thing when they do any... It it affects poor women, especially poor women of color, the most. Yeah. Because wealthy white women can find a way whether it's through their company, through their own finances, whatever it is, to get what they need. Um, and it's out of reach for people who, who can't afford it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I assume it's going it's going to go to court and we'll see what happens. Um, the other awesome piece of women's health news that came out is there's, there's a draft strategic plan for the health department, for like HHS, that they released – and hidden in the strategic plan are statements that say life begins at conception. So it's essentially they're Ugh. set yeah, they're setting it up that challenging Roe v. Wade or, or whatever, but just a brief science lesson for everyone who listens, and I know some of you are in the sciences yourself, so you'll know this. When sperm fertilizes an egg, that typically happens in the fallopian tube. <laughs> which for if any men are listening, that little squiggly thing outside the uterus that connects the ovary to the uterus—that's where the fertilization occurs. That's not pregnancy. Pregnancy is if that fertilized egg makes it to the uterus and embeds there. That's where you have pregnancy. So, in fact,
1: if you did have something, if you did have a, an egg become fertilized in the fallopian tube and stay there. It could kill it would you. be called a nectopic pregnancy. Yeah. And
0: they need to take that out. And they need out. to take that out.
1: And that can never, under any circumstances, grow into anything. No. It's stuck in the fallopian tube. And it will yeah, kill yeah. the woman who it's yeah. inside. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, just so
0: everyone's aware, <laughs> life doesn't really begin when the sperm meets the egg. Science. Um, I would like to cite my degree in biology for the source for that one, yeah. however. We, we'll have an article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depressing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, we're going to yell about Bernie Sanders now? Oh,
1: mm-hmm. sure. Okay.
0: Um, so to preface this, because I promised Alyssa we would preface it. A few weeks ago, Tamika Mallory, who's on the board of the Women's March, did announce that Maxine Waters was going to be the headliner speaker at the women's convention happening in a few weeks in Detroit and the theme is reclaiming reclaiming my time reclaiming our time yeah reclaiming our time based on Maxine's awesome interaction with I think it was Steve Mnuchin um yeah where she just kept reclaiming her time that that guy is such a toad. he's so gross is
2: that the one who's like I need to take army jets everywhere yes, yes with dude. the duck lips I gotta and go yeah
0: the super the obnoxious wife yeah. I gotta go to Fort Knox on some business the day of the eclipse it just happens well to no me.
2: first you wanted to have the taxpayers pay for his, honeymoon. Pro- his yeah, honeymoon yeah to Europe yeah, yeah. he was like you know I'll go to Fort Knox and I must inspect the gold on this specific day <laughs> yeah Yes. Which remind it's very Scrooge McDuck. I must inspect the gold.
1: Yeah, that is. Um, Ew, except he was The fuzzy. thought of him swimming through yeah. money is gross too. <laughs> I hate that guy.
0: So, so we're gonna preface this with Tamika Mallory did say did they did announce that. However, this morning, some of us opened our Facebook pages because I happened to have the Women's March notifications come up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that Bernie Sanders is going to be the opening night speaker for the women's convention. Um, And I'm going to let Alyssa share her thoughts on this because her comment was amazing.
1: (laughs) But why? It's EB1. EB1 EB1. Alyssa. EB2 Alyssa needed the disclaimer. EB1 Alyssa (laughs) has the awesome awesome multi-liked comment on Twitter.
2: Facebook. I don't oh, know, Facebook. Twitter. Facebook. Okay. Okay, so they're like, we're, we're so excited to have U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders join us at the Women's Convention October 29th, 27th through 29th in Detroit. And this fucker. It's like, <laughs> yep, yeah, it's a good idea for me to be the opening night speaker at this Women's Convention. So I wrote, oh, you mean the old mansplainer white man who's leading the call for the Democratic Party to which he doesn't belong to support anti choice candidates? I'm glad I didn't waste my money. I'm really pissed about this. Like, half. <laughs> I'm like really mad. Um,
0: there were no other women. There was no no, no other. No women, period. There were. There no were.
2: women to open. You gotta get this dickwad. <laughs> And then he, not only did they ask him to be the opening speaker, he's like, yes, this is my place. I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. He's actually Larry David's character on Career Enthusiasm. <laughs> no, so they are I related. like Larry David. <laughs> I like him okay. in real life, but his character on the show is like, not him in real life.
2: <laughs> I know that. His character on the show sometimes is misunderstood. <laughs> Gets caught in situations where he looks bad, but it's just unfortunate timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, w- Bernie Sanders is just. Is that what I did?
1: That's curb your enthusiasm.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We missed being together, can you tell?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, he just thinks he's like, this is the place for me. It's not the place for you. Yeah. You shouldn't have... They should not have asked him. Yeah. They, he should not have accepted. Like, he, I know I've said it like a million times. He's just a fucking mansplainer.
1: He's a... He's... He's a shusher, too. That's my least favorite yeah. thing about he's, a wa- he's a
2: He's a
0: hand-waving... Yes. Finger-wagging. Finger wagging.
1: Finger-wagging. Sh- like... And
0: he takes how much money does he take from the NRA? Cause yeah, that's what, I I don't I I don't understand he, why a man. Why are is they, opening a woman's yeah, but convention. why are they asking
2: someone who's like, you know what? It's okay for these anti choicers to get funding and support from the Democrats. Shouldn't be a litmus test. He's not even a fucking Democrat. Which whatever. That's fine if he wants to be a dick himself, but don't like convince an entire party you don't belong to that yeah. you
0: that you say on every chance you get. Yeah. I'm not a Democrat. Like it's not even like you're trying to like sneak in the back door. You're always affirming I'm not a Democrat. So what? And I, and I understand the convention isn't
1: specifically for Democrats, but it's a women's convention. And, and he's is not a woman. That's he a, doesn't <laughs> care. Yeah, that's the point is that no, yeah, all I these
2: know other things are true about
1: him, and he's so, and all the things you're saying are true about him, and you know I don't like him at all either. But it's, that's the thing. It's, it's the women's, and I appreciate that most of their speakers are women, and most conferences you go to, that's not true. But I feel like there are enough smart women, and they have enough political capital right now. That it could have been one hundred percent women speaking at the Women's March conference. How many conferences have people gone to where it's one hundred percent men speaking? Why can't it be a hundred percent women at this? Our panel conference? was a hundred percent women. It was hundred percent women of yeah, color. yeah, yeah. And it's one of really our hard. one of our panelists. I won't say which one, but one of our panelists in the pre uh, when we were talking to her beforehand about like what kind of questions we were doing or whatever and said. Can you are tell me who's, who's, on the, who's on the panel? We're yeah. telling her and she says, are there any white women on the panel? And we said, no. And she's like, all right. <laughs> she was like, I'm ready. <laughs> I had, and that was when I was reaching out to different
0: groups to ask
1: them to share the event so we
0: mm-hmm. could get more people. That was a question I got. Yeah. You know, is this women, is this event being planned by women of color or are women of color participating? And I was like, well, we're white, but the goal is to have a panel of all women of color because they're the ones we need to look to to, to tell their stories. and right. like, It's not that hard. It's not that hard. And, like, I, I, I they released, I'm not going to call an apology because I didn't see the words I'm sorry anywhere in there and maybe I just don't remember it right, so that's fine. But they were like, well, Kamala Harris is busy, Elizabeth Warren was busy, and Kirsten Gillibrand was busy. Cool, all right, that's three people. What about Amy? Yeah, yeah, Amy, who I cannot say. Clover Shark. Yes, Klobuchar. Amy from Minnesota. <laughs> like,
1: or what if if they really wanted someone who's quote unquote super progressive? Why couldn't they ask like Is Sarah Silverman speaking? Like, could they have asked her to come speak? Like, she's a big Bernie bro. Like, if they, you know what I mean? Like, if they really wanted that perspective, that's fine. Like, we might not agree with it, but that's a perspective. Yeah. If they really wanted that perspective, why couldn't they find a woman who has that perspective? Yeah, there are plenty of them.
0: Yep, and their whole thing, like the thing <laughs> that I read was like, well, he he showed promise in. Uh, motivating a young, you know, young activists or people who are activists for the first time. There are plenty of other people. You know who he
1: motivated? Bernie, no. get out the
2: way, Bernie, get out the way. <laughs> you know who he You're, motivated? Go away. <laughs> he motivated uh, Bernie Bros, who no. were, like, completely Correct. misogynist. Still harassing Jen Kirkman on Twitter right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know I love the Jen Kirkman. <laughs> um, all the time. Like, he didn't motivate me. I never liked
1: him. No. No, what? no. But, yeah, right. No, that's totally true. And he's also, I don't know. Uh, the other day, maybe it was when, um, what's her name, said she was running again. Feingold. Who said she's Feinstein. Been? Feinstein there said she was running again. And Alyssa Mastromonaco, who's a Democrat and very yeah. prominent Democrat in the party and went, and a very feminist person, openly, outspokenly feminist, retweeted the article, and just wrote, "You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> like, like it's at some point, po- move on. Yeah. Just move on, yeah. Bernie yeah. Sanders. Let someone else take the reins." Enough of the ranting and the raving and the finger-wagging and the shushing and the, ooing Hillary God.
2: Clinton. Uh, sh-
1: God, I can't.
0: Did anyone ask Hillary? There, there's a woman who could open the convention. Oh, definitely not. No? <laughs> I'm sure they didn't.
1: Chelsea, good at Chelsea, if they do not
2: want. Oh, her. Get a fucking woman who's local to Detroit. Yeah, that's oh, right. it's
0: true. Yeah, like how are someone local? Yeah, no, it's a good <laughs> like thing. I mean, it's not yeah. hard. No, it's not. Or Wendy uh, is Wendy Davis, Michigan. No, she's no, Texas. No, she's Texas.
1: I do enjoy her. Mm-hmm.
0: But like we've named like six women. Yeah, that,
1: and there are many. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's really not hard.
0: We're, um, that was that was what got me fired up early this morning. Yeah, you and- texted me like, "What time
2: what
1: the fuck?" Is like this? seven something so- in the morning. I was I'm like, so- "Fuck, <laughs> let me go on Facebook." At least it wasn't like when I was in Nevada, and it was like. <laughs> 4 4.30 a.m. Nevada time. My phone starts buzzing with I'm, an early, <laughs> fault. I'm an early riser.
0: I'm an early riser. I wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Most days I'm working by like 7, 7.30. So these poor ladies have to endure the group text going on.
1: I know who it is. I was already awake,
2: but I wasn't like, let's check Facebook at this hour.
0: I was sitting in a conference room at work, starting an early meeting, and I was just scrolling as I waited for people to join. And I was like, what is this fucking bullshit? And then I never do this, but I turned on the notifications because I just wanted to see, like, what were people, like, am I alone? No. And most of them were as angry as I was.
2: Yeah, no, think, a lot of people were. Yeah.
0: yeah, And I think Joy Reid tweeted, so there were no women
2: to open the women's yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done much. with them. Like, they have another March next year, I think? They want to do something? Yeah, they
0: want to do the year anniversary. Yeah, yeah.
2: well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've ruined your movement. Bye. Yeah.
1: Harvey. Oh, Harvey. Oh, Einstein. Yeah, what a prick. Dick. Dick. Yeah, all those things.
0: The New Yorker article came out between last podcast and this podcast,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a few days ago.
0: Yeah. So. The Ronan Farrow. Today's, today's
2: October 12th. Yeah, yep. t-
0: Thursday, October 12th. So more actresses have come out. Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, sorvino Rosanna Arquette. And now today, which had me sitting at my desk at are crying, Kate Beckinsale said that when she was 17, he took her to his hotel. I can't. Um, he's awful. And apparently, according to Donna Karen,
2: who dresses women for a living,
0: we should be asking ourselves, were these women asking for it? Um,
2: she specifically said the way
0: they dress. The way they, yeah. She's no. a fashion designer. Yeah. No. You know what? No. No.
1: No. <sighs> no. I could. I get to walk down the street naked and nobody touches me. Unless you ask. That's how it is. Unless you, <laughs> ask. Unless you ask. Right. <laughs> I'm naked and you touch <laughs> me. You say. Hey. But other people should be able to walk down the street naked and not be touched. Yeah. Let alone uh, lured into hotel rooms by executive, female executives. Female
2: executives. The honeypot. The honeypot the
1: honey they called it, yeah. Um... Should we explain what that is?
2: They would use her to make women feel comfortable in the situation because there's another woman there, and then she would be asked to leave the room, the hotel room, wherever. Uh, so Harvey would bring his penis out.
1: Yeah, if you haven't read Ronan Farrow's article yet, you should read it. In the um, New Yorker. In the New Yorker. They, I mean, they have Ronan has audio. He mm-hmm.
0: had audio where a woman, an Italian model think was the Italian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she uh, she was with Harvey he groped her breast she went to the cops the cops set her up with a wire she went to the
2: cops the day after yeah the day the, the yeah. Co- and no. for all the people who were like oh why did it take so long she went to the cops yeah. the day after
0: they, they set her up with a wire they sent her back and they have him on tape admitting it trying to get her to go back in the hotel room
1: yeah and why ruin your career over five minutes he said yeah hard. just come in and sit down for five minutes yeah it's awful, and and then you have these people calling her an opportunist. Why did she even go? Like like a like anyone who has the opportunity to meet with someone who's the top of his field. Forget about all the terrible stuff about him, but who doesn't know or do- whatever, and they get to meet with this guy who could possibly change their lives, jumpstart their careers, and. And that's surprising that they would go have a meeting with him. It's like ludicrous. I mean, I, I think it was it Gwyneth Paltrow, who said,
0: she was afraid. It was she said she was twenty two. She had just signed on to Emma, and she was terrified that he would ruin her career. Yeah, and she she went home and she told her boyfriend, um, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, um, <clears throat> and Brad Pitt. Confronted him, which thumbs up to Brad Pitt. Wow, Brad Pitt. <laughs> you are already
1: so good looking. Who
0: who Who would have known out of all the guys in this story it would be like, huh, Brad Pitt. Great job, Brad Pitt. <laughs> and I, it I I it had me. I was literally crying I at work look, when I, I, read, this when I, when I, I was his paper. Sorry, he's that so cute. He's so
1: dreamy. <laughs> he's dreamy. That's real. Um
0: so, yeah, we'll post the Ronan Farrer article in The New Yorker. There were reports today that he was doing the initial investigation for NBC, and NBC killed the story.
1: Yeah, there's actually um, Lydia Paul Green and Yashar Ali have an article in The Huffington Post about it that's really damning for NBC. I think that's what I read when I was doing the middle finger. Yeah. It has like the chicken with the NBC like peacock face on it. Yes, I did read
0: that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, They were like, we don't have enough evidence. And Ronan Farrows a lawyer, Mm -hmm. or he went to Yale Law, I don't Mm -hmm. know if he's actually a
1: lawyer. And He ended up they they wouldn't even let him continue his investigative reporting they said he could have the crew, but they wouldn't pay for it anymore because they felt like it was a dead-end street, so he paid them out of his own pocket so that he could get the interviews with the people for his reporting, which is just so disgusting and such damning evidence of the industry's ability to protect somebody mm-hmm. who's such a monster.
0: Yeah. And and if anyone's wondering, why did these women come forward? That's why. Yeah. Like, wh- like who...
1: That, that's why.
0: So. Jenny Rose playing footsie with me. Oh, is that you? It's Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey! Um. Is that, is <laughs> that, is that unwanted? <laughs> Do you want me to mediate this? It's okay. Okay.
0: Um, but the other thing we were talking about is since this is since this has been happening, or since this story's been developing, there have been men that have come out and say that they were groped by Hollywood executives. Terry Crews, um, as I was saying to a co-worker of mine today, like big Terry Crews like said that he was on a red carpet last year and a Hollywood executive grabbed his penis in front of his wife and in front of Terry Crews' wife and no one's questioning him no like no no one is saying like oh you're lying like like why are why do we believe him
1: yeah there someone wrote an article I posted it I think and I think you retweeted it it was like how different the world would be if we just believed women. Mm-hmm. What a different world this would be mm-hmm. if we just believe women. Mm-hmm. Believe women when they say they're being abused. Believe women when they say they've been raped. Believe women when they say, I feel uncomfortable with this person. I can't tell you exactly why, but I know Something's I do. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we could just believe women, you know, I I um I have a friend of mine who once told me, a guy friend, who was like, look, I I can't possibly, I can listen to you talk about this and I can agree with you and of course I don't think, you know, and he's like, but I can't possibly understand or, or be in charge of making these decisions. I have to listen to women because I've never walked through a parking lot at night and heard a sound behind me and been terrified. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's never happened to me. I've never been in a dark parking lot and been terrified for my own life or safety just walking to my car in a parking lot. Yeah. And like that that's the thing is that like, I think women get so numb to it because we live with this fear our whole it's, lives. it's you
0: learn from the you learn from a very young age when you're uncomfortable you just you you smile and you like do like a half laugh because because
2: then it could turn into something worse. Right, like yeah, you try like, to diffuse
0: yeah. it, but it it's it it's just it's a learned behavior from such a young age, and yeah. fortunately, there are men who believe us, yes, and who understand that, and yeah. but there are men
1: who are like, whatever, that doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. And that's why we're in these situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guarantee you, every woman. Well, I don't. Maybe I don't guarantee you. I'll ask you guys. Didn't don't you have a plan in your brain, or didn't you and have a plan in your brain for what would happen if you were in a situation where a guy was raping you? Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a plan. right. Yeah. I have a plan in my head. That's fucked up. would to walk around with a yeah. plan in my head that in case somebody rapes me but I do
0: and that's not something that like my mother sat me nope. down and is like this is what, like this is just
1: no you, well you get into enough close calls or enough weird situations or you hear about or enough you have, or, you or you know you have a friend who, yes yeah you, and you, you start to like, think what about what it do? what would I do yeah that's terrifying <sighs> I don't know it's just terrifying that I'm sure if we I'm sure every woman we ask would say that she has a plan for that Terrifying. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying without us mentioning our wives and daughters. Oh, oh God. <laughs> just, just so, so everyone's clear. It's terrifying just being woman, not being someone's wife or someone's daughter or someone's sister. Like we are like a aut- person. Yeah. People. We're autonomous human beings, regardless of our relationship with others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, your relationship with a man specifically.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. And like why can't you just be against rape because rape it is, is bad. Bad. It's
0: bad. Not I have five daughters. Right. Yeah.
1: The
2: ter- going back to the Terry Cruz. Crews- well, the,
0: but the thing we didn't mention about Terry Cruz is in his second tweet he says I he said that experience helped him understand why women don't say anything. Yeah. Like he understood the, the shame that a lot of women feel. And he, he's like, it it's just, he gets it. Um, and there have been other men that, that came out like James Vanderbeek came out today and said when he was younger, he was, I don't know was it groped or assaulted or, or, or he saw the same behavior from older male studio executives. Um, and I learned today that see, here's a piece of Hollywood gossip I did not know about ahead of time that Corey Feldman has said for years that he and Corey Haim were repeatedly. Oh
2: girl, raped. I knew that one. I didn't know <laughs> that. I didn't know that. I knew and, that one too. and nobody's
0: questioning James Vanderbeek, but I guess Corey Feldman has been Yeah. No one believed him about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but also he's
1: culturally like the or I don't know not culturally, like he's, he's a white dude. I don't mean I don't mean like in a race way, but like he's hit the, for him, I feel like like when you just look at him, gender lines are a little blurred. the way he talks about his gender or his sexual orientation is a little blurred. And I think it's more like women, minority, anybody who's on the anybody who you can marginalize is less believed. Than someone like James Vander Vanderbeek, Street who man. looks like a straight dude, and or he's got, and he's blonde, yeah, and he's, you know, or Terry Crews, who is yeah, big a guy, straight man, yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So I think it's I yeah. think it's more of that like like last time I saw Corey Feldman on something, he was in a caftan like playing some like it, he's not he's that not was insane. What you would yeah that was, but I, he's also I, not what you would call a stereotypical guy's guy. Yeah, I gotcha. <clears throat> I, it's diff, yeah, it's. And I think, unfortunately, that means that you get treated. You're put in the woman bucket. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or the less trustworthy yeah. bucket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awful. I feel so guilty for all the money I have spent on movies. I know. Like, we, I we feel were horrible. At the,
1: we were looking at the Miramax list before we started recording, and it's rough. Yeah.
0: I Like, I've felt yeah. personally accountable for enabling this, wow. so.
1: Luckily, we know now. We're going to we're gonna bring you some good news. Sorry, but I am.
0: We're going to bring you good news. It's not Montgomery County, but it's is,
1: It is. It's our neighbor. Okay, so good news out of Frederick County. Shout out to my hubby who is from Walkersville, um, which even though Frederick is a very nice, lovely, beautiful place, uh, it's not always been a liberal bastion. Um, things have changed there a lot lately. And actually our friends NARAL, Pro-Choice Maryland, were there for... Um, their like Frederick Days or whatever, where they have booths and oh, stuff yeah. out on Carroll Creek. Um, mm-hmm. They were there handing stuff out. They have a pride huge Pride Day in Frederick now every year. That, um, I went to with my kids this year. It's super fun and really well attended. So Frederick has steadily been been um, changing in response to the Trumps uh, the Trump administration's um, rescinding the federal guidelines around transgender students playing? being able to. Uh, use public bathrooms according to their gender um frederick county said look we're gonna we're gonna write a bunch of um policies um and they're gonna be really explicit and really well just really well spelled out um and one of them is allowing students to use the bath the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity um they also have ones um according to this article on npr or WAMU, NPR." Um, Involving privacy, dress codes, and sports, and it's one of the most comprehensive policies in the country. Um, and there was an episode, or a part, a piece of the Kojo Namdi show uh, covered it, and we'll post the link to that. But just good news out of Frederick County that they saw what was coming um, from the on the federal level and wanted to make sure that kids in Frederick County were protected from that. Um, so good job, Frederick!
0: Yay, Frederick! Yeah. Um, To bring a bit of local news um, in Montgomery County, so the city of Gaithersburg is having elections on November 7th, but they're also having early voting on October 28th and October 29th, so that's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday it's 9 to 2, and Sunday it's 9 to 5, so if anyone's not going to be in town on November 7th, such as myself, um, you do have the opportunity for early voting, which is one of my favorite things about living in Maryland. Yes, indeed. I think it's awesome. Well, yeah.
1: and so. it's going to keep getting easier and easier to vote yeah. in Maryland. Yeah, in, in Maryland. Maryland. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, in, in Maryland.
0: Yeah, in Maryland. Um. So, just wanted to. I learned that today or yesterday. I was super excited about it and thought I'd pass it on because you guys should vote. We we should vote.
1: Yeah, voting's
0: good. Every election, yeah, yeah, even, even the even small the ones, primaries. even the down ballot, yep. even
1: everything. Don't just vote at the top of the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: city elections are important.
1: Yeah, county elections, all that. Yeah, well, that's where a lot of the real work happens, and a lot of the things that directly mm-hmm. affect you, and, and also guess where people move up from. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. No, that's a good point, and I, and I think a lot of our news covers, you know, our local news is national news. Mm-hmm. So even though we do get some, we do get some local stories. I don't feel like we get a ton of local politics all the time that's on the news, true. like on the nightly news. Yeah, that's and so true. It's, yeah. you know, it's uh, it can get lost in the shuffle, and it's yeah. really important. I was talking to somebody about county councilor who didn't know that much about who grew up in Montgomery County. He doesn't live here anymore, but grew up in Montgomery County, and he was like, "But what? How much?" Control does the county council have? I was like, oh a lot <laughs> I mean like that budget is huge and like everything, the schools, everything goes through that. Yeah, the so local you, government stuff is like what yes. affects
2: your life on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah,
1: you have to care about that. Yeah, taxes, all that stuff. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: so yeah, just public service announcement. Yep. Yeah. Um and then before we go into chapter events, do you want to talk about some of the charities that people can give money to to help California. Oh. In Puerto Rico. <laughs> so Excuse
1: me. Saloon. <laughs> Saloon. Okay, that's well that's a good intro into um like I'm back home. Puerto Rico. Um, so I uh, I I mean I personally Actually, we have some we have some Montgomery County and DC Pride in Puerto Rico. Jose Andres, who's the chef oh, right. who owns that's Jaleo. Down. Oyamel, who is a Spanish chef, but who came here to D.C. many years ago. So he does all this stuff for D.C. Central Kitchen. He does all this stuff for people in in the D.C. area. Um, And he's been in Puerto Rico making sandwiches, driving food trucks around, making paella for 600 people at a time. Uh, He has – he's just – he's a great model of a a business person generally. Like, he's famous for – Hiring people to wash dishes in one of his kitchens, realizing that they have a gift and mentoring them all the way up to like head chef of his restaurants. He's just a great guy and he's in Utuado in Puerto Rico right now, or he was yesterday maybe, um, which is an area in the mountains of Puerto Rico. I've been there. It's close to my heart um, and it's just beautiful and there's nothing there. It's, it's these very narrow uh not dirt roads but rough kind of roads up these mountains um chickens and horses walking in the middle of the road um a lot of it used to be coffee plantation and now is either tourism like little kind of cabins you can stay in like ho- hotel like you know mm-hmm. inns and cabins or um small agriculture or people who go into the city to work and do anyway um already not a place where rich people live, certainly. Um, Not that most of Puerto Rico is. um, But not middle class. It's it's a rural area. um, And no one could get there. The roads had been totally washed out. In fact, there was a story in the New York Times about an OB trying to get to a woman who needed OB care and could not get there because the road washed out and there was no way up the mountain. Um, and they didn't really know if everybody was okay. They didn't know what was happening. And Jose Andres uh, got Goya Foods to pay for helicopters <laughs> to fly him and some other people and their like equipment up to the mountains in Utuado, and they gave these people their first hot meal they've had since the hurricane oh, that's hit. So nice. Which is so awesome and just so much. Anyway, just. Not that he needs anyone to go to his restaurants; everyone goes to Haleo, and it's always packed. But like, just so much DC pride that he's yeah. there and and doing such good work while he's there.
0: And if you need another reason to like him, he was the chef that pulled out of the Trump Hotel in DC. Yes, and uh, there was a court battle. Yeah, because Trump. It was after he made the Mexicans a rapist comment, yeah. right? And, and yep. yeah,
1: and he was like, "I there. There's no way I can be in business with someone who's who's." has this attitude about immigrants because he himself is an immigrant from Spain. And I mean, he came here for other reasons, you know, for business reasons and stuff. Um, so that's really great. Um, you can give money, you can keep giving money. I think we talked about, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. and his foundation last week. Um, he also have a, has a <clears throat> song out in case anybody hasn't heard it yet. Mm-hmm. He did a benefit, um, Almost like praying. There, There's a line from West Side Story, Maria. Um, say oh, it,
0: is that where that comes Say it from? loud
1: and there's music playing, say Aww. it soft and it's almost like praying. In, in West Side Story, they're from Puerto Rico. He used that line and he had famous um, artists, inclu- including Rita Moreno, who is the original Anita in West Side Story, um, record a song where he sings all, where they sing all the different places in Puerto Rico, all the oh, cities, the all cities. the towns, everything with this hip-hop beat and then this almost like praying part. And at the very end of the song, fun Puerto Rico pride fact that <clears throat> has nothing to do with feminism, but still, there's a little sound. It's a coqui, which is um, a frog that lives in Puerto Rico and can only live in Puerto Rico. It dies if you take it out of Puerto Rico. And it's a teeny tiny little frog. And... Latinos, we love to name things onomatopoetically. And when the frog makes a sound, it sounds like it's saying coqui, coqui, coqui. So it's named coqui. And that's at the end of his song. So if you're looking for another fun way to give to Puerto Rico, you can download that song and all the money goes to um, the foundation.
0: Yeah, full disclosure, I have, I think I bought the song, but I haven't listened to it yet. It's good. (laughs) Because I saw it and I was like, I will give Lynn Manuel Miranda money for anything. Yes, because
1: <laughs> I'm confident that he will do good things with my money. Yes. Um, if you wanted to give in California, um, Kamala Harris is uh, promoting uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank and for the for the fires for the fires in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and Napa Valley Community Disaster Relief Fund, um, and if you uh give through act blue um the link the link on act blue it'll split between those two charities if you wanted to read about them you can pick which one you like better and give to just that one if you'd prefer. Um so those are two ways to get involved. Um upcoming chapter news um by the time this podcast posts we will be three days away four days away from our um yeah. October 18th event, three days, yeah. three days away, um, which um, we're going to be screening a move, a film. Um, and actually, we're really grateful to our friends at Madison Now um, because they were the ones who hooked us up with the idea and um, with the access to getting the rights to show the film. Um, and they're actually going to come be on our pod next oh. week. Oh. Yay! We're so excited. Um, The movie's called Straight Curve, Redefining Body Image, uh, and we'll be on the second floor of the Rockville Library next week. Um, We'll also have Chelsea Yarbrough with us. Uh, She's from NARAL Pro-Choice Maryland. She's going to talk to us about their program um, collecting unscented sanitary pads for women in Maryland jails and prisons.
2: Yes. Um, So that's going to be great. for the event, there's going to be a program after the film, like a discussion The film producers have curated a special discussion, so we're going to be doing that. And we're asking for uh, donations if you want to come. Suggested donations, either $10 or one uh, package of unscented pads that we will donate to NARAL, Pro Choice Maryland. And one box of tampons that we will donate to uh, uh, support the girls, which we've talked about on this podcast a bunch of times. Um, so please come out to that. And then we're going to have uh, our, our November chapter meeting on November 8th at the Gaithersburg, Gaithersburg. Library. Walking distance from Jenny Rose. <laughs> Um, and Jenny Rose, you want to talk about November 15th? Yeah, so November 15th, which is our normal week for happy hour, we're
0: going to be at Denizens in Silver Spring. Um, for those of you who don't know, Denizens is a local, local brewery, and two out of three of the owners are women. Um, so I'm super excited about that, but we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a women's trivia night um, instead of our straight up this happy hour. Fun. Yeah, I mean you can come hang out and just drink if you don't want to play trivia, but we're uh, we're gonna play trivia for a nominal chapter donation. Um, if you also want to bring unscented maxi pads or menstrual supplies or bras for support the girls, you're more than welcome. Um, money is also good. Money is also good. That way we can keep doing awesome things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're gonna, that's what we're gonna do on November 15th. So, come hang out, bring a friend. Um, my husband, uh, was gracious enough to come with me a few weeks ago to scout the location because it came highly recommended from some of my friends in the area. Food's good. Really like the beer. Um, And so, mostly woman owned, right? Mostly woman owned, mm-hmm. yeah. Two The women, um, the, whim- the women who own it are, I'm not sure if, I think they're married, and then the man owner is one of their brothers, oh, okay. so it's a family, family nice. local business. Yeah, so I'm super excited, um, and I will uh, write those trivia questions.
2: Yeah, woohoo, stumpers, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so if we write questions, do we not get to play, because I want not play.
1: I do well, not. We, want to play yeah, we we'll figure play. it out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I was like, well, yeah. can't be a plant. <sighs> um, since we're we'll just recuse ourselves from those questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the emoluments clause of uh, trivia night. Um, since we're doing... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is topical humor. That was bad. Um, since we're having uh, this film showing, the reason we're doing the film showing this week is Love Your Body Day. Oh, um, yeah. And I just wanted to share some body image statistics um, with you. So this is from Heart of Leadership. Um More than 90% of girls 15 to 17 years old want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance with body weight ranking the highest. Girls' self-esteem peaks when they're nine years old uh, because of hormones and peer pressure, doing a number on their confidence after that. 80% of children who are 10 years old are afraid of becoming fat. Nine million teens in America below 15 are obese, and that's three times more than in 1980. They have significantly lower self-esteem. Nearly a quarter of girls ages 15 to 17 would consider undergoing plastic surgery. I read that one twice before, so I'll just read it twice again right now. Nearly one quarter of girls ages 15 to 17 would consider undergoing plastic surgery. 13% of girls ages 15 to 17 acknowledge themselves that they have an eating disorder. Uh, That's not the number that has an eating disorder. It's the number that acknowledges it themselves. 7 in 10 girls believe they're not good enough or do not measure up in some way, including their looks, performance in school, and relationships. 80% of 10-year-old girls have dieted.
0: That sounds about right. Uh,
1: 90% of high school junior and senior women diet regularly. Young girls are more afraid of becoming fat than they are of nuclear war, cancer, or their parents dying. Okay. Why is that? Uh,
0: Like, And I'm sure there's volumes of literature on it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, these are all, this all cites a bunch yeah. of different studies. Um, then I, I have body image statistics, which is from visually. It's just like a, a infographic. Um, 80% of women say that the images of women on television, in movies, and fashion magazines, and advertising make them feel insecure. So I think that would be part of it. Um do they talk about peer groups slash parental modeling? Yeah, I'm sure well yeah, I'm sure that has a ton to do with it. I'm sure that has a ton to do with it. Um The average American woman is five foot four inches tall and weighs one hundred forty pounds. The average American model is five feet is five feet eleven and weighs one hundred seventeen pounds.
0: Can we also throw in here? So, as a woman who is five foot four and not one hundred and forty pounds, that if I were to go by the BMI chart, mm-hmm. my I think my ideal weight, the upper ends of my ideal weight, would be something like one hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah. And I have gotten down in my adult life. I've gotten down to one hundred and sixty pounds, not in a healthy way, and I was a size six. Yeah. So the BMI chart is also right. Pretty fucked. Yeah. Like yeah, and well, I'm not just taking
1: into account your body type. And I'm all. a muscular chick. Yeah. Like and you
0: Yeah, and I yes.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well but I mean we don't but I mean I think that's we're doing. never because we don't talk the, about yeah. breasts. We don't talk about the the Some women have big breasts. Yeah. Like that weighs a lot. Yep. I yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. So five four one forty is the average American woman. Five eleven one seventeen. Um, most models are is a model. Most fashion models are thinner than ninety eight percent of American women.
0: I think it was was it France. Now I think it's France that you have to if you're putting pictures of models in magazines or advertising you have to label them if they're photoshopped or if uh-huh. they're um a retouched or whatever they have I think it's france they have to mm-hmm. and I think france was the one that instituted the body fat percentage on the runway models mm-hmm. so france or italy they said you had to have um a, a, a minimum body fat percentage to walk fashion week for this reason yeah for for this this reason saying like it's just it's getting ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um, and I know it's not just right. It has nothing really to do. It's it's a lot of body dysmorphia and and how we look at ourselves versus how other people see us. Because um, I know plenty of people who are not ha- not anorexic or bulimic, but are in great shape and think they're heavy, and and it's not just weight. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Skin, how big your nose is, how big your breasts are, how small your breasts Mm -hmm. are, um, how big your butt is, how big your hips are, thighs, everything accounts for it. And it's not just weight, it's shape, it's everything Mm -hmm. accounts for it. Um, I don't know, I've been, like I'm, this is a shameful admission for feminists, but like I've been on the floor of dressing room in a bathing suit crying before. (laughs) But I don't know that has, I don't know that, I mean, I have my own issues
0: and I went to a nutritionist for the longest time because I was training for an Olympic triathlon and I was dieting at the same time and my, my performance was awful and I was starving all the time yeah. and I saw the nutritionist for like, I don't know, a year it was, it was like food counseling is what it was for someone to tell me know it's okay to eat so I don't know that it's a I wouldn't say you're not a feminist it's 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 conditioning yeah and I think it's the same where we have a plan for we have a plan for what happens if we're about to be raped like yeah. some of it it's just it's it's ingrained in us whether it's from tv and magazines or our parents or our peer group whatever like I don't I don't think less of you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Yeah. For that.
0: Like, it's just.
1: But yeah, I mean, like, I, it sounds dramatic, but, like, that's real. Like, yep. I've been, like, in the fetal position on the floor of the dressing room in order to in a bathing suit. <laughs> yes. I would never sit on the floor if I was not wearing pants. Oh my God, you definitely need socks, yeah. too, so your baby suit looks so weird. That's true.
2: <laughs> that's dirty. That's, that's the first thing that I thought of when you said that. I was like, that's gross. She sat on the floor in a bathing suit? <laughs>
1: Once you've swum in a pool in an all-inclusive adult resort in Mexico. <laughs> There's not enough chlorine in the world for It was things. the
0: adult resort part that made me a little bit. Yeah. Not the, not the, the pool in Mexico. All-inclusive That's fine. adult resort. Yeah, the yeah. adult resort part made me question Going... the judgment a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's hammered. It's not great. Um. Anyway, that... So we'll talk about it more on Wednesday, but um, I think I I feel like there's like a period of your life when you're a teenager, maybe when you're in college where you talk about body image a lot. It's like right at the forefront of a lot of feminist conversation or conversation about women. And then it kind of goes away as you get older because other things come up like birth control and all these other things. Mm. And it's just (laughs) as bad.
0: (laughs) When I um when I was in in grad school, and I don't know if the signs were there when I was in college because I used the gym when I was in college. But for grad I went to grad school in Baltimore, and I live in Montgomery County, so I would leave work around three, go up, class was at seven, so I'd work out and use the locker room and all that. But there, some club on campus went around and there's scales in the locker room went around and put signs. You know when you stand on the scale, like the the wall in front of you. And the signs would put, like, this is just a number. You worth. It was very nice. Yes. And I never used the scales because that's a whole other thing. But it was just nice. Like, But they went around, I think it was like the, not the eating disorder club, but, yeah. you know, something. But it was just very nice. That is nice. But I think that. Probably like- it was
2: called the anti-eating disorder <laughs> club. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> um, but I think that goes to your point. Like, there's yeah. a period in our lives where that's. It's honed in on. Yeah. And then you leave college or grad school or whatever. And it's yeah there.
1: And it's hard too, I think, because like if I'm walking around and I see a woman who doesn't look like me, they're thinner than I am or heavier than I am, whatever, not, not my body type, whatever the thing, nothing looks like me. And she might be wearing something I would never dare to wear myself. And I think she looks great. And then I think like, why can't I be nice to myself? Like why can I be nice to other people but Dude. I can't be nice to myself? It's terrible, and like, and I know why it is. It's because of magazines and TV and move. I know I understand what it is intellectually, but it's still hard to do it in practice.
0: I mean, I've not done things like I've not done things because, uh, because of body image.
1: Like, when you like
0: know. I'll give an example. One of my and this wasn't the only reason I didn't go, but one of my best friends was getting married and she was having her bachelorette party in Miami and she's, she's gorgeous. She's just beautiful. Like all her friends are gorgeous. Like they're all super fit and they're all very, I don't want to say sorority girl, like a, bad thing Mm -hmm. but they put work into their appearance every day and it's they're they're beautiful and they're all very nice people, you know, like but the bachelor and I've been her friend since high school and these are all her college friends and her sisters who I've known, but they're all the same. So she was having her Bachelorette party and I was planning to get married, you know, doing my wedding preparations and I was like "Mm -hmm." I would felt like I was gonna feel super uncomfortable hanging out in a bathing suit around all these gorgeous women who go to Pilates and CrossFit and SLT and all this stuff. But I'm just like, I do cardio and I'm still kind of chunky and I don't know. So I didn't go. And granted, I bought my wedding dress, so the budget kind of wasn't there, but I could have done it if I wanted to. But I've not, like, I didn't go to her bachelorette party because I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But yeah. I mean, it's cool. She couldn't go to mine either, so.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: But it's it's a real, it's real. Yeah. Um.
1: Yes, but... and it's deep. <laughs> it's not easy to make it go away. Mm. I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad we're going to talk about it. I'm looking forward to watching the film. I'm so sorry I can't be there. I know. I'm going to hear all about it. Or yeah. hopefully
0: eventually it will be on Netflix and I can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. If people wanted to find us on social media, oh, Jesus. where would they go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland, now for National Organization for Women. And our website is mcmdnow.org. If you wanted to join our chapter, which please do, you can go to mcmdnow.org/slash/join, and that'll get you on our mailing list. You can find out about all the things
1: we have planned, our upcoming events. But don't worry, we just send you what you need to know about the chapter, yeah, and like reminder. You know. We don't bother you constantly. No.
0: We don't like when people do that to us, so we try not to
1: do that to other people.
2: Yes. <sighs> I really don't like when people do that to me. I unsubscribe real quick.
1: Yeah, you won't unsubscribe to us. That's true. Is what's it next? Is it time for women of woman of the week?
2: Oh, I guess so. Woo! Since you're the one with the agenda telling me it's <laughs> <laughs> so much easier when we're face to face <laughs> I could be like, So what's going on? All right, so this week's woman of the week is Margaret Sanger sex ed, and birth control advocate, and founder of Planned Parenthood. Uh, Since she's well known for her work with Planned Parenthood, we'll be focusing mainly on her earlier work, because the rest of it you can pretty easily look up. Margaret Sanger was born in New York in 1879. She was one of 11 children and grew up in poverty. Her mother died when she was 50 years old, and Margaret believed her death was caused at least in part by the 11 pregnancies being too much for her body to handle.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, you said 11 as in 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 11 okay.
2: children. That's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so Margaret became a staunch advocate of women's right to access birth control and to be able to plan for a family for medical reasons as well as to help lift women out of poverty by being able to control the number of children they have. Uh, She became a registered nurse and established her own publication, which was called The Woman Rebel, in 1914. The woman rebel advocated for birth control, um, and Margaret was arrested for violating the Comstock Law for publishing it. The Comstock Law prohibited the trade and circulation of, quote, obscene literature and articles of immoral use. On October 16, 1916, she, her sister, and a fellow activist, opened the first birth control clinic in the country, in Brooklyn. So the 101st anniversary of that is coming up this week. The clinic was shut down nine days later, and all three women were arrested for violating the Comstock law again. During the 30 days Margaret spent in jail, she provided information about birth control to fellow inmates. In 1923, she opened a birth control research bureau in Manhattan, In 1930, she opened additional clinics, which eventually combined to form Planned Parenthood. Thanks to Margaret Sanger's work, the AMA recognized birth control as a legit medication in 1937 and the FDA approved the pill for use in 1960. Uh, Though she did a lot of obviously great things to advance women's health care, she was not perfect. She was involved in the eugenics movement um, in 1919, she wrote, The eugenicist believes that a woman should bear as many healthy children as possible as a duty to the state. Uh, we maintain that a woman possessing an adequate knowledge of her reproductive functions is the best judge of the time and conditions under which her child should be brought into the world. We further maintain that, is, that it is her right, regardless of all other considerations, to determine whether she shall be, bear children or not and how many children she shall bear if she chooses to become a mother. To this end, we insist that information in regard to scientific contraceptives be made open to all. Only upon a free, self-determining motherhood can rest any unshakable structure of racial betterment. I need a
0: drink. I need several.
2: I need a drink of water. (laughs) In 1998, Gloria Steinem... Uh, address this issue by saying Sanger adopted the mainstream eugenics language of the day partly as a tactic since many eugenicists opposed birth control on the grounds that the educated would use it more though her own work was directed toward voluntary birth control and public health programs her use of eugenics language probably helped justify sterilization abuse Her misjudgment should cause us to wonder what parallel errors we are making now and to question any tactics that fail to embody the ends we hope to achieve. So we also, we've shared these facts on the podcast before, but we just want to reiterate. 80% of Planned Parenthood patients receive services to prevent unintended pregnancy. Planned Parenthood services help prevent an estimated of 560,000 unintended pregnancy pregnancies in a single year they provide more than 295,000 pap tests and more than 320,000 breast exams in a single year which both of those are critical services in detecting cancer they provide more than 4.2 million tests and treatments for STIs including more than 650 HIV tests their affiliates provide educational programs and outreach to one point5 million young people and adults in a single year so yeah and there's info about Margaret Sanger that's our woman
1: of the week I like it and I like when we talk I like when we can talk about women who did good things and made some mistakes that we can hopefully learn from because yep. we know that the feminist movement has not been perfect perfect and it has certainly especially not been perfect to women of color and to um, women who are LGBTQIA.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to, like, yeah, exactly what you just said. And that reminds me of if anyone has seen Iron Jawed Angels, there's like a conversation between the woman who, Alice Paul, and then McDreamy, because yeah, I can't remember what his character's name was, but he's like saying like well, what are women going to do if they get the vote? And he and she's like we don't have a moral high ground. Like we just want to be equally represented. And to that point, like there are men who've done great things and also done horrible things at the same time, and same goes for women. Yeah. And the other thing about Margaret Sanger is she was the and one of the inspirations for Wonder Woman. Oh. That's yes. how that's how we convinced Eb one to go see the movie. That's true. <laughs> it's not her, it's not her type of movie, but that's how we got her to go.
2: Yes, Eb two was also supposed to come, but for
1: some reason I forget what she ditched us. My children were barfing. Yeah, I was gonna say so, there were barfing yeah, kids. They can barf for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so hopefully we'll see everybody at our event on the eighteenth, Rockville Library. Second floor meeting room. Second floor meeting room. There's the second floor. There's uh, the second floor. Uh, um and um definitely on the fifteenth at Dennison's for a trivia night, which will be really fun. Yes. Uh okay.
2: Have a good week. Bye. Bye.